working is for f***ing stupid idiots. And I'm not an idiot. So I don't want to work. You gotta have a good excuse. Yeah, no one's gonna believe you anyway. Right, should we do this? Let's do it. Welcome back to Work Shorts, where we get real about our weird little marketing world and other life stuff. I'm Keith Coleman. And I'm Big Sexy Spandy. He's Carl Spandy. And today's episode is all about interviewing in 2020. Carl. In a virtual world. It's a weird little world. People still gotta get their hustle on. They do. Right? You still gotta get out there in the marketplace, get that job. Maybe now more than ever. This is the time where you really know if you're sick of your job because you really get to know your coworkers. Now all you do is hear their voices. So if you don't like it, this is the year, 2020, get a new job. This is the year where you get to see all your coworkers looking pretty mediocre. Yeah, and that's pretty, and I'm, that's and I'm, pretty and I'm, really I'm well. Yeah, that's pretty really well. You know, a part of that, yeah. definitely. There's been a few times where I turn it on and I'm like, huh. Everyone like, wants to you know, do virtual calls and turn the webcam on and... Man, those days, it's like I actually have to try. I have to oh, yeah. take a shower. I have to like, you know. Yeah, it's kind of a big day when you brush your teeth and <laughs> pat your hair. I don't even comb it. I don't. Ever. I need a haircut like, so bad. I'd, and I've just been wearing a hat backwards. I'm like, I don't care. If you're going to look for a job this year, uh, it's important to know how to navigate it. Yeah. Right? If you're interviewing, there's a, there's a lot of people interviewing. Everyone has a screen. Everyone's pretty much their own personality on a little TV now. How do you stand out? Very so, true. And if you're the interviewer too, how do you judge any of this? Yeah. It's just a series of like uh, speed dates. So we're going to get into that. But first, as always, start off with a little segment called uh, Keith and Carl Become Friends. All right. We haven't Let's been hanging out as much anymore. It's, it's a little bit sad that this is one of the only segments where we get to chat. But Carl, I got a question for you this week. All right. Hit me. Hit me. If there was a movie made about Carl Spandy, who would play Carl Spandy? Channing Tatum. That it was fast. It would be Magic Mike. <laughs> you already have the character. That would be me. You already have somebody dancing around. I'd be a male stripper. This is pretty thought through. No. So, it's actually kind of weird to answer this. You already um, started with Magic Mike. I know, because I feel like that would be a cool role, because I love to dance so much. Who I really liked recently, within the last, I don't know, year and a half, who I wish, if if I could be this guy in real life. See, that's different. Uh, but I would want him to play me, too, because I feel like it's, he's got a, you know, he had a beard in the role. It would be Bradley Cooper. When he played A okay. Star is Born, he had long hair, cool beard. I just feel like if he played me, he could add, he'd be the best to me. I, I could see him playing that character. Playing me. Playing you. Carl. <laughs> Did you have any runners up? Uh, what I like about people that would play me is that they'd have to have some sort of musical aspect that like they're really good singers because I want I would love to be a really good singer <laughs> that, so that's I'd, things that that's you wanting to be someone else I know but not I'd, them I'd want wanting them to, to be like play you. my life like in like music you know I don't know how about yourself I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna play, send a little message play Keith Coleman I think it's Matthew McConaughey okay yeah Matthew McConaughey He's a sophisticated, well-spoken guy. You know, he just likes to... Shirts off. Oh, shirts off 100% of the time. This That's a, a prerequisite sh- yeah. to playing the role in general. And he fit the bill. It was a small list when it came down to it. Yeah. But, uh, That's yeah. Um, yeah, he just knows how to, like, chill out. Good perspective. Taking it easy. 
not Dallas Buyers Club, you know, McConaughey when he's like 120 pounds. Right. Just more. Maybe six not days. Maybe not days and confused. Maybe that six pack McConaughey Taron. Yeah. yeah. On the beach. All that. You know, it's funny. I um. God, it's funny you brought this up. I was listening to an interview today. Might have been a replay with Howard Stern and Matthew McConaughey. And Matthew, I guess, wrote a book. And he was talking about kind of his life, you know, and like his roles that he's been playing. And Howard Stern was like blown out of his mind because he was like, you know, you started to turn down jobs. And he's like, well, I was getting pigeonholed as a shirt, the guy with the shirt off playing all these romantic comedies. Yeah. On the beach, he's like, it was easy work. He's like, so I went to my agent and I went to um, my family. And I was like, I'm not going to take any more romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. So we got, you know, when we think about job interviews and getting a job, he got, you know, he was out for six months. You know, a production company came to him and said, hey, here's five million bucks for this this rom-com. And he's like, no. They came back, eight and a half. No. Came back, 12. No. They came back at 14 and a half million. And he still said no. For a romantic comedy. Yeah, for, for one movie. He said it was by saying no to that job, it unlocked his roles afterwards. Because finally, people realized in Hollywood that he was serious. Yeah. Right? Because that's big money. It was 20 or 22 months before he got his next offer for another job, for another role. Um, and he said it was game changing. His family was like, what, what the hell are you doing? Like, really pressure test him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I thought that was interesting because he was like, yeah, it took a lot. It probably took more courage to do that than most other things because the money was so big. Mm-hmm. Right? He was invested fine. He was going to be fine. But he was like, I was contemplating new careers. I was like, I don't know if they want me anymore. But it was also long enough to be off the scene where people could kind of forget about him as only a, a romantic comedy person. Or he could kind of rebrand himself. Well, a- as you say that, I don't even think of him anymore as that guy. Right. I think of him as the interstellar. Yeah. Like the, or, or like those, those football movies he did. Yeah. He did Magic was, Mike, too. He was in, he was in Magic Mike. <laughs> but, I mean, we're not going mean, to completely put your circle, shirts on. But right? I mean, it's, <laughs> no, but yeah, no, it's funny. He's, uh, but he, he said that it, it, took, it took a lot of guts to unbrand yourself and then rebrand it, which I thought was... Very top. I mean, with fourteen million dollars on the line. Yeah, and it's topical today, right? What does it take to get a new job? Sometimes you have to rebrand, unbrand what you've currently, you know, what and you've been doing. And say no to salary. Say no. Yeah. So the golden handcuffs. There's always, there's always that reason not to leave. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I got a question for you. Hit me. Let's say you had twenty four hours to live, and you were given the opportunity to have a last meal. What would your last meal on this planet be? So there's the classic. You're going to have the best steak in the world. Right. You don't have to worry about cholesterol, anything. Also, some very, very fresh sushi. Do you want to be full when you die? Or not? I guess, how am I dying at the end of 24 hours? However you'd like. You won't have to feel full. Do I want to be full? You could just go to sleep and go into the the ether. Yeah. I think it would be some really good sushi. Final answer. What about you? I don't know. I'm also like a huge steak fan, but... It seems almost cliche. It does. I think if if I could have one item that could be the last item that I tasted, so if it was like maybe my dessert at the end of the meal. Oh, I didn't even think about this. It would be creme brulee. Really? Oh, God. That custard with that burnt topping. Oh. That's pretty good. I'm a, I'm a cheesecake purist. Mm. So 
I love those cheesecake bites. I don't know if you've seen those at parties, but they're like, yeah, I can't do those. Why? Because I eat all of them. I know that's the problem. Like the whole thing. And then there's multiple flavors, like the ones with raspberry infused. Oh, God. I feel like those are a trick. Oh. At a party to see who has, or like at a work function. Yeah. It's it's the to see who has like crust. the the least willpower. Actually, what I'd also like to have is one of those big ass like ten pound lobsters that you see on TV that I don't know where do you, they sell them. It's like the size of a table. Yeah. Oh, and we wonder why they're endangered. Yeah. But you know, it's one of those things where it's too much of a good thing. How much of that can you eat? Because it's like the most savory, I know. like buttery goodness. What if you have like 10 pounds of it? Well, I think you'd have to get every, try to get everything that you possibly would like and have little bites of it. Oh, say, so, okay, so like left Like a Wagyu o- steak and like... So just waste like, isn't it... Waste is an care. issue. We, we don't care about waste. No, this is, <laughs> this is our last meal. We're going to die. And if you're in the prison, it's on some estate anyway. Yeah, that's the true. The tax so. Yeah, it's probably not going to be great quality sushi. From yeah, or prison steak. Prison <laughs> chef. Yeah. Uh, tuna from a can. So uh, let's do something a little more serious now. C-list time. All right, so topic is interviews, right? So the C-list today is really about how do we nail that virtual interview? So you're looking for a job, 2020, and us being, you're tired of it. We're managers. We've interviewed people yeah. virtually, right? So we've got a little bit of experience in this world. You know, how do we nail it? How do you guys nail it? If you're coming, you know, going to interview webcam on, here's, here's the list. Let's here's the list today. First of all, you want to make sure that you're curating an inclusive background on the webcam, which means pictures of both cats and dogs. Some people are cats people. Some people are dog people. I mean... I think that covers your basis. I mean, bring out that picture of uh, John Belushi from college, right? Mm. You know? Yeah, that would score some points. Yeah. Bob Marley, you know that one from college. What you got to do is you got to research your interviewer and what school are they from? And it's pander to it. Yeah. And then you have like Michigan State in the background. You don't you didn't even go there, but you're a fan. It's, like, it's like those uh, musicians who wear local sports jerseys when they come to play in town. Right. Yeah. yeah, just just playing. I went crowd. to a Snoop Dogg concert, and he came out with a white fur coat and a Randy Moss Vikings jersey. Of course he did. And it was awesome. I was like, <laughs> I love you. Yeah. City to city, just uh, play it, put it on their jerseys. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a big one. I mean, your background says a lot. I mean, I mean you know where my desk sits. It's You can see the, the bar of the kitchen behind me. Yeah. So there's a few times where I'll be looking at it. I'll see dishes behind there. There's some, one time there was a giant watermelon. Yeah. And it made no sense. And it took up half the screen. So all you saw is me in a giant watermelon. It didn't make any sense. And I could see the person who kept, I just kept drifting to the corner. Yeah. Like, Why is there a giant watermelon here? That's hilarious. Then I looked at it and I realized I needed to cut it up. So I ended the meeting. Yeah. Second one is you got to go business on top and party on the bottom. I mean, you got to show up and, and look the part still, right? You got to still look the part, even but, if it's virtual. You could say true to the the pantsless revolution. Absolutely. There's a there's a feeling of power when you know you're vying for something important. And you don't have pants on. But you don't have pants on. Yeah. And that is a very good. Tip. It's a it's it's freeing. Yeah. Be pantless. Yeah. But make sure. But wear a tie. Do you wear sure a tie? Make sure you're legit on the top, right? Do you wear a tie? Uh, I do not. Do you Would you know? recommend people to wear a tie? I don't think so. Not anymore. Right. I I, I think just a jacket is totally fine. I think I think ties. 
This is almost a whole separate conversation, but I think ties are, are a thing of the past. I think like, ties, you really got to pay attention to the company culture. Yeah. I think you could seem out of touch if yeah. you show up in a tie and the interviewer does not have one on. My perspective from like being an interviewer, I'm okay with being a little less formal than the interviewee. Meaning like I'd wear a button up shirt and not a jacket. Yeah. And if they wear a jacket, that's great. But they seeing me in more of a maybe relaxed state can yeah. put them at ease a little bit more. Totally. Right. Instead of if I'm on a wearing a tie and they're not, that would be a weird signal. All right, this next one. Have a two monitor setup, one for the webcam and the second for your notes. Then you never have to look at the other person. Yeah, I know. That's is, that's the problem. It's I a double edged sword. Yeah. It's awkward to have visual eye contact through a webcam because you have to look at the camera and not at the screen. And you're always looking down at them. So it always makes it look like you're staring down at the other person. And I would say one tip is like try to get it so like you as the person don't see yourself on the screen. Because I find myself, even if I'm in the small corner, if I'm side by side, I'll look at myself while I'm talking to the other person just because I'm That's true. looking at my... That's I don't, a good it's tip. weird. Like, you're looking at yourself. So if you can remove yourself from the screen, then you're only looking... You know, that person's front and center. The webcam usually center. You're at least looking right at them. Yeah. Typically. And if you do have another monitor with notes, you have to understand how to glance at it. You shouldn't have to rely on too many notes to interview. Yeah, you I need to come in prepared beginning. without notes. It's yeah. like you're going to a real interview. You're not going to be able to sit there and flip through pages of notes. If I see you're scrolling and like you're done. trying to read something, like yeah, and then you, unless you're looking at a cool YouTube video, yeah, really just turn start watching off. the YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> you get caught up down the rabbit hole. All of a sudden, you're listening to a podcast and you're, huh? What are these guys? What doing? is this? Keith the Carl's new video? You're looking for tips? Check this out. How to how interview? To interview. <laughs> Our podcast on how to conduct an interview comes up while you're interviewing. So if you're playing this while you are interviewing, turn it off. Yeah. And go back to the interview. That's that's a good tip. Yeah. Next one is make sure that you're, you know, relatable to the interviewer. Right? And I like to schedule and plan, you know, authentic things like interruptions from kids or animals. I mean, you plan those? It's nice to have things happen in the background. It's real. Yeah. It's I true. live in a real place. And you guys can laugh it off and it's Yeah. You know, it's nice. I feel like you could amp that up to the next level. Have some intro music. Let them let them know more about you. Right. See, that's, come in, come into like that's how you win. Yeah, you keep it dark. Are you serious? Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's Carl, like a slow like, clap, yeah. <laughs> and the bass <laughs> kicks in, and the light comes out, and like here you come, <laughs> and you're sitting there just fist pumping. Yeah. Like, are you ready to do this? Because I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that would be amazing. Make sure you got pants on when you do that. Yeah. But yeah. But I would be like, yeah, this guy. What's your reaction? I don't know. I'd be like, okay, this guy's thinking outside yeah. the box. I would love to be interviewing for a creative job right now because you could. You could, yeah, you can brand to, yourself. You can make so yourself, well. yeah, so cool. Yeah. Virtually. That's actually kind of a good tip. Finally. I'm Intro music. All right, this last one have a plan, plan if you are bombing, right? If you're bombing face to face, you're stuck. Yeah. And so Sweat, you're sweating. You're sweating it out. Yep. You know, we've all been there. I was once bombing so bad. I was interviewing for a big company here in Minneapolis. We were, you know, it was pretty early on in the interview, and I my voice just, like, died out. The interviewer had to go up and, like, get me some, like, a bottle of water, and so I could drink some water, and I'd start talking. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I, I got in the car, I went home, and, like, went to my wife. I was like, nope, didn't get that one. That's for sure. I've never seen. It was like 
today in the virtual world, you lost internet connection. Talking well, see, to me now you have, the, you have the best excuse in the world. I know. You just pull the plug. Yeah. Oops. COVID. But I mean, that brings it up to like kind of a, a real point is like, make sure you've got a good connection in a good spot in the house. I mean, I was in Free an interview noise. that the person was on like a freaking three to four second delay. And it was that way for every person when we regroup later as an interview team. It was like, it's so distracting. It might not be their fault, but it's like, how can you talk to a webcam when your lips are moving and you get done talking and then I'm finally hearing your audio? Yeah, and you need to have that awareness that that's happening. It's got to be like figured out. Yeah. Because that can hurt you. It's just distracting. People don't listen as well then if there's distractions like that. No, completely agree. Pretty good list. I think we set the people up. I learned a couple of things. Yeah. Make, Make an impression. Lasting. All right. And we also want to thank our uh, sponsor today for the, the C-List. Brand new sponsor. Yeah, we do. And so this episode, this uh, C-List is brought to you by Duck U. Keith, if you're like me, then you love taking selfies. Especially ones with a duck face. You know, the pouty lips, the cheeks sucked in. Well, now there's an app that allows you to take customizable duck face selfies and share them with your friends and social media stalkers. I mean, social media accounts. Anyway, there's cool custom backgrounds, so you and your friends can, you know, pose in exotic places like a lion's den or the back of a racing fire truck. I actually even think that there's a background with us in it. How cool is that? It's super cool, super fun twist of selfies. And so to download the app, visit goduckyourself.com and take a selfie ducking with Keith and I today. Again, that's goduckyourself.com. All right, again, we want to thank our sponsor for uh, this week. Carl, what was that uh, website? GoDuckYourself.com. Excellent. And as always, we want to thank our Patreon supporters as well, at Keith and Carl. Appreciate your support as always. All right, the work short topic of today, virtual interviews. Right, We talked a little bit about it. I think we want to dig a little bit deeper into if you are interviewing for a job in this new world, what are the, some of the things that you need to consider? Yeah. Right. What are some of those unspoken things that could trip you up? What are some things that are, are an opportunity for you today that may not have been face to face? And also a little bit on the other side too. If you're interviewing people, how's the game different for you as well? Yeah. So looking forward to. Uh, and I think the fact is, is like you know these uh, these opportunities aren't going away and they they exist. Right. People are moving jobs, changing careers. Yeah. Life doesn't companies. stop because of this. Things are different. It uh, it takes a little bit of maybe even a little bit of research to understand how they're different because when we think small things, but I think are, are quite big, like what questions are you going to be asked? Some of the questions we found have been different, which is interesting. And I know you're going to talk a little, more, a little bit more yeah. about that, but like, you know, like uh, they're not going to fly you out to their office or have you stop on by for a tour, right? You'll never go look at the campus right now. You know that feeling you get when you walk into a place and you can see if, are, are people smiling? Are they talking to each other? Yeah. There's just like this general vibe. Like if you're going to work there or not. And I, I, I or often when you show think, up and they, they're prepared for you. Totally. They've got your name tag already done. Yeah. They've Welcome. Welcome. Here's some water. Coffee's over here. This person's going to be there. They're on time. All of that coordination, you can see if a company has their stuff together. Yeah. And you don't get that. And you can see if they actually have a, a slight interest in you. Like a, a legitimate interest. If they pull, pull out a lot of stops like that, you know, have you meet people that maybe aren't interviewing you, but just yep. to meet people, there's some coordination and work that goes on that, that just signals effort. Yeah. 
Right and you can feel the people that you're talking to, how much of their day is being taken away because of you. Right. And it makes you feel important. Right. When you go into a floor, you're walking to some VP's office, and they're taking the time for you. They, there's like a thing you can feel. Yeah. Well, you, and you can can't. see that you can see the culture. You can see people have you know fun things hanging around the cubicles. Yeah. Uh, are people playing games out there? Is it? You know, like having a break. Are they socializing in the break room? Is it, you know, what is it just like to feel to be in that space? There's a lot of energy that gets created that you you, you won't be able to feel. You take a walk after lunch. Like, what do you? How, when do you go home? What's traffic like? You don't know any of that stuff. Right. I know. And a lot of the time, you when you're on your way to the interview, and it takes you 40 minutes, you're like, I don't care if this thing goes great. I'm not doing this every day. And yeah. that's 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 an insight. You're just not going to get. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, as we alluded to earlier, the people that interview you, or if you're the interviewer, you're getting a glimpse in the other people's homes. Oftentimes, it's been a very sacred, kind of secret, like separate boundary where yeah, it has. you only allow people in that you know and trust. I've cherished that. Right. Seriously, I, I, I pride myself on nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. But now you do. Shirts off, guns out. <laughs> Watermelon hanging out in the background. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like I don't need people to see a glimpse into what my life is like. Yeah. It's more chaos than, than anything. It's well, like, people, I mean, people will, will store that information, and it's cute, it's funny today, but when you're up for that promotion, and in the back of their mind, is this person going to be distracted? Yeah, I mean, it, that's interesting. I mean, and then for them to even view what your house looks like, it's, yeah. you've got to have the right equipment. It does. I mean, you are more than ever reliant upon technology. Your phone, right? Is your phone charged? Is your headset or your, you know, earbuds charged? Like, you know, can you communicate first and foremost with the person? Can they see you? Is your computer got good resolution on this camera? You're going to have to have a separate camera. How's your internet connection? Are you on Wi-Fi? You're, you know, hard-lined in. You know, prior to this day and age, when I go to an interview, I just worry that my car had some fucking gas in it. Yeah. It's just I gotta make sure the gas is in. I can get there. The car's yeah, gonna. Hopefully the wet. Hopefully it's not winter and the weather holds up. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Yeah. But now it's like you got no excuse. You got to be on time, and it's to the minute, right? It's not like you arrive ten minutes early because you got a plan for parking. It's like you're sitting there waiting to hit, you know, go. And hopefully it loads. And it loads. Yeah, and it works, and you're on time, and. Yeah, I don't know. It's a different different world. But the other piece that I also found was interesting that we can even touch on later is just how people perceive you. Being on camera is one thing, right? But when you meet someone in person, you shake their hand, you, which might not be a thing anymore, but you can see their gait and their walk, their you know smile, their confidence in their mm-hmm. shoulders. You can see how, how other people look at them. Yeah, their essence, I would say. Like, you lose some of that virtually. Yeah. But the ones that can really shine and convey their personality across really do shine. They stand well, out. I mean, I and, and I was doing a little bit of, of research, and that's one of the themes that, that definitely came out. It's people are looking and seeking out someone who has the ability to grab attention and have a presence in that little box because they're going to be on calls and they're going to be on those video conferences all day every day, week in, week out for who knows how long. You know, that's interesting because that entertainment value, I'm curious how that's going to translate into 
work that's like PowerPoint work. It's almost like do you have to step up the PowerPoint game even further because you're stuck in your fucking home looking at these things day after day. I think that's a fantastic point. I'm wondering if in the future you'll be asked to bring PowerPoint. I'm almost like a consulting interview. Well, I mean, what if like an interview candidate came to you and said, you know, interviewing the person, they say, tell me a little bit about yourself. And they said, I'd love to, but I'd like to show you something quick. And they popped up on the screen a, a mini slideshow about them and about who they were. And it was personable. It showed them, you know, playing with their nieces, but also like showed them, yeah. you know, working or traveling or doing like a little selfie, like blog. It's like, man, I'm on the road again, like going to, uh, you know, wherever, Saudi Arabia and on a business trip for the next like two weeks. Like, can't wait to get back. And like you show the interviewer a glimpse into your life and your work. I don't know. I think that could play. I, I think it absolutely would. Right? It's like, tell me what, a little bit about your resume. If someone like created a digital like version of that, a video version of the resume for me for that play, and then I could react to like immediately after that was like two to three minutes long. And, and that's my fear is that we start to value that stuff more than the... How do you think on the fly? Because that's what the interview really is. No, yeah, but I think that there's a lot of preparation that goes into interviews. Every, everything that you ask someone, I would expect that they had prepped in some form of another that question. So I almost feel like proactively preparing something that hits on different levels there could be really impactful because it shows that you've got some creativity, shows that you've got some foresight into what the questions could and be. And you're willing, you're willing to be on the, the forefront, the cutting edge of yeah. what's what's to come. There still is this element of, do I want to watch you on TV? Essentially what it is. Like we're all tuning into different channels every minute. Right. Yeah. And are you a channel that I would want to watch? Or would it throw you off and you're like, man, that's that's like tacky. Like, don't waste my time. I'm here to yeah. ask you questions. But I, I think having that in that framework of whatever I show you, it's reality TV. Would you tune in next week? Which is strange. I mean, let's talk a little bit about the questions. What I are mean, some, how do the questions differ? The game has completely changed. Right, because the the typical, what is the the star framework where you yeah. tell everybody like, the situation, the task at hand, and then your actions that you took and the result, the star. Yeah. Framework. So so the standard, it's really what did you do and how did you do it. But there's this brand new element, and it, and it truly is a March of 2020 on kind of line of questioning, and it's all about emotional intelligence right that's this is a this is a very I mean, it's a tough year in general a lot of pressures not just with work with like like all that comes down to how do you how do you handle pressure yeah absolutely how do you communicate with people when you're under pressure how can you how can you contribute in a positive way when things are are basically chaotic right yeah so i mean a number of the questions i mean how do you probe on that you have to have skills as an interviewer as well to know what you're even looking for. Right. The top question that's really being asked that I think a lot of people out there need to understand is if you're interviewing with me right now, Carl, one of the questions that you would get asked today, how are you feeling? I don't know. That would throw me it's, off. It's, it's absolutely. And if you were face-to-face, -face, that would be a borderline inappropriate question. No one would ask. Yeah, you would never yeah. ask that. It is over 50% of the interviews are asking that question. How are you feeling? Now, there's a couple layers to that. They want to show empathy for like, yes, I, I know there's an, this is an interview, but there's like an acknowledgement of an overall stressful atmosphere on the outside. So they want to yeah. take the time to say, okay, I get okay, that. How are you feeling? But the deeper question 
is they want to see how you really feel. And the answer matters. You share too much and you tell them how you're really feeling. And if it's not good, this is a person who's going to crack. This right. is a person who can't hang, right? Because guess what? It's only October. What if Absolutely. this thing keeps going on? Or what if this is just how our company works? You know, you work from home. Like it doesn't have to be a pandemic. This is just how we operate. Right. And can you handle all of these pressures? So you can go two different ways. You can tell them everything you're feeling and that's, you know, how that's is, risky. I mean, how's that ever the, that would never be the right choice here. <laughs> but you have to. Thread. I mean, like I'm feeling enthusiastic. <laughs> really? Why? Well, because this is a great opportunity. I'm really excited for the, to be working here to, at this company and, and I'm feeling great. But they're going to want to know that you're, you're human too. Like how, how are you feeling about everything? You know what I'm feeling. They're going to probe. They're going to yeah. get feely. No, this is great. I mean, I would say, I think what I would always lean into would be like, I'm feeling hopeful because I feel like everyone's working hard together. People are moving in the right direction. And make the conversation be inclusive mm-hmm. of me and you. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm sure like like me, like you're feeling, you're probably probably ready to, to get back in the office and, and mingle with your coworkers. I mean, it's a great culture, right? And see, try to feel some of that out. Make like, it about us. Yeah. And how we're going to do that. Yeah, how are you feeling? Yeah. Flip that script. I would not say it right back immediately when they say, how are you? It's like, how are you? <laughs> you know, might be, <laughs> who the hell are you? <laughs> who am, how am I? How are you? What are your job credentials? <laughs> you know what? Flip this around. Why don't you tell me why I should work there? <laughs> Right? How am I feeling? How am I feeling? Here's how I'm feeling. What's my salary requirements? What are yours? <laughs> Why don't you tell me what you make, and I'm going to tell you what my... Yeah, I'll be slightly under you. Yeah. You're my boss. Tell you, how am I feeling? But it's a great example of, like, you have to be prepared for a question like that. You do. Because even if it's, you know, very human of someone to ask you that, it's still a way for a company or a person to get a gauge on how are you going to be in a work environment. Mm-hmm especially in this day and time, right? So prepare for something like that. Like, how are you feeling? How would you answer that question in today's environment? You can, you can definitely say, hey, it's, it can be stressful at times at home because the interviewer is going to feel that, right? If you have four kids, give them a glimpse into the life. That's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. real. Yeah, it's real. But it, you can also position it as like, it's been an opportunity to prioritize and to figure out like what matters, you know, work really hard, but also play really hard with the kids when I've got the time and I'm done. For the day, whenever the project is done, or the tasks by the team are done, that I can close the laptop and I feel good when my company supports me in making time for my family. And try to get a reaction out of that, right? It's like, do they support that? Do they want you to bust balls seven to seven, you know, seven to nine at night? Like, you get a sense of some of those things if you start talking in a way that, I don't know, it makes sense for both of you. Like, yeah, these are normal human expectations. Yeah. And they're going to ask other questions, too, to probe to see really what your what your drive is like, too. Some, you know, questions like, have you learned any new skills in the past couple of months? Yeah, I don't know. That's a weird question. Yeah, but what they're probing for is, are you lazy? Right. Are you, are, are you interested? Are you, and, and most importantly, are you curious? Given this situation, you could watch Netflix, all day when you're not working. Is that learn what you some, do? Learn some sweet gamer skills. <laughs> yeah. That's they want to see, did you did you learn a new instrument? Uh, are you trying to learn a new language? Are you getting oh, into yeah, to I have been playing the guitar. Craft. Like, that's what they want to know. Like, oh, that's I, a great you're, point. You're using this opportunity to grow yourself. You do not want to say, yeah, I watched Tiger King three times. That might be true, 
but that's not what they're asking. And even if they're asking, that's a great point. Because the heart of the question is, what are you doing to better yourself? Exactly. Not about physical, like, oh, I, I learned how I learned how to like build a chest of drawers, and now I'm a, like a professional woodworker. Like, they're not. That's not the point. Yeah. Right. But if you're like, you can say, hey, I'm, I've been learning how to take care of myself better. Great answer. Yeah. What does that mean? I'm I'm eating better. Going to the gym more often. Things like that are like, oh, all right, learn how to take a self improvement. Self improvement. Are you turning this into an opportunity? Yeah. Are you learning to play an instrument? I mean, that, yeah, it's all great points. It's like they're not. So, like, if you get that question, they're not looking about your job. Like, are you learning SQL or how to, you know, use a certain function on Excel? That's not like what they're probing. They're asking, are you using your time this time to improve yourself in some way? Yeah. And you're right. Are you not lazy? That's a great point. Yeah. So the the emotional intelligence part of this whole new world is is really what the difference is and you have to be prepared for it you know some other questions aside from the emotional intelligence are more of those logistical questions that you have to be prepared for when they say hey what's your work from home setup like kind of seems like a harmless question kind of kind of innate oh i have that they want to know are you ready and are you taking are are you someone who's going to go above and beyond to make sure that you're prepared right because if this has been six months and you're not, then that's not a person you really want at your company. Right. It's like, well, I haven't rectified. I mean, if this is the first two weeks, absolutely. But if you haven't rectified anything at this point, that means you're complacent and you're just going to write it out. right? And, and then they're also going to ask, hey, have you worked on certain platforms? And what they want to know is that you're taking this as a serious meeting and that you're not saying, I don't care about this world. I'm just looking forward to go back into the office where I can talk to people because that's what I do well. Well, if you can't write an email or use Messenger effectively now, absolutely, that is the communication, right? And and and, and we talked could, about using emojis, absolutely, right? But it's sometimes it's real. It, it absolutely is, and and this has been harder for me too because I'm I'm a more not emoji person, audio communicator. Like I don't yeah communicate through email and emoji. So I've had to adapt. It's like, this is the communication. This is how we're doing it. So when you get asked that question, they're asked, they're, they're really probing for the agnostic of the actual yeah, channel. Absolutely. It's like whatever need is needed to get the job done, like that's how you got to flow. And that flexibility is key. And the la- obviously the last question, do you have any, any questions for us? I think this goes exactly back to your point where you can turn it on their, turn it on their head. Ask them some of those emotional questions because that's when you're going to get the insight too. Yeah. So it absolutely. works both ways. Be prepared for them, but also when you're asked, leverage them as well. Well, and I love when interview candidates ask me questions like, you know, what are you most excited about in your job right now and working at, at your company? Yeah. Because to me, that's like hits on a lot of those things, right? Like what's the culture like? What's my work life? What's the balance like? The type of work? That's a great question, I think, to ask someone um, that's interviewing you and gets kind of after some of those emotional aspects, but also the day-to-day. The big piece for me that I think that I would lose if I was interviewing, you know, being able to show up well-prepared in other aspects of just the questioning, right? The clothes, the just small attention to details, the handshakes, the stuff that kind of makes the corporate America kind of tick, you know, or the way that we used to tick. Like, I feel like formality has loosened a little bit. Trust requirements are down a little bit. You're looking into people's homes, your home, the interviewer's home, five interviewer's homes, yeah. like all different backgrounds. 
I know when I was interviewing, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I think I interviewed six people, two or three times, one of my kids opened the door behind me and walked through and then walked back out. <laughs> and I'm like, this is like, it's so unprofessional, but it's also like the interviewee is, is giving you like uh, some leeway there. Like mm-hmm. they get it. Like, it's not my fault. My kid's an idiot. Yeah. You know, like walking through the stuff, like they know they're not supposed to be. Just the, I mean, you lose that ability to physically interact with someone, see their whole essence of who they are, how they walk through the halls, how they interact with people. And that matters. Meet, you know, on their feet. You just lose all of that. You do. And, and to, the, to the extreme sense of it, some of these companies are frauds and you wouldn't know that interviewing. Yeah. You think about it. Before, you're going to get flown out to these offices. You're going to get a sense of it. But at a minimum, you're going to know it's real. I can't tell. Yeah. I know. It's all that we're all still watching TV and it's all just a set. You can't see the corporation behind it. You can't see the resources and the energy and everything that's the life of it. That, that's what a company is. It's the people and the, the energy coming together. Yeah. All you see is this human with the white background and you can get duped. I mean, that's the extreme case that, you know, because there, there's, there's a lot of cases out there where people are interviewing with companies taking a job and then their paycheck just doesn't show up and they're like well, what did i what did i sign up for right. this great deal and right. you can't vet any of that out anymore but even if you you take away that extreme case you have no idea what you're getting into yeah so it's almost just like speed dating yeah that's a good point right it's just like work tinder you kind of hope it works out so be careful out there it's interesting. Interesting. I mean, it's um, from my take as an interviewer, you have control of your backgrounds and your your technology. And, you know, I think about people's mannerisms. And if you're a hand talker, like practice your hand talking with someone over the internet. Because when you talk with your hands over a computer screen and you move your hand forward, your hand now looks like it's the hand of a giant. You're and- specifically talking about me because that's what happens all the time. You know, I, I talk with my hands all the time and it's distracting for me. It's I mean, a if you're a hand talker, like watch yourself or record yourself and see what it looks like on a video. Because if your hand looks like you're punching me in the face while I'm asking you questions because you got, you know, you're so animated, that's going to be weird and distracting. Day in and day out. Just weird things like that. And normally, if I was sitting across from a, a table, you know, a 36 inch table from you, like it would be totally normal. <laughs> but this computer screen makes you, makes life look a little large. All right. So, how are you feeling? I feel like we covered a lot of ground. I think so too. You know, some of the key takeaways, I guess, is things are different. I don't know if it's for the short term or for the long term, but I think you have the opportunity right now to really control how you show up. Be in tune to the questions that might be different now than they were before. And be proactive a little bit about preparing and thinking about that. The interviewer could come with a set of questions and they might not ask how you're feeling. Maybe you bring that up proactively and say, you know what, it's been interesting. You can start this conversation, this this interpersonal dialogue where you can be very relatable you can have, you know, showcase that you've got a great emotional intelligence, uh, you know, and how you perceive the world right now, how you perceive your your role in a company that's virtual, that has shifted to virtual, how you feel about culture in companies like that, how you would bring culture to a company like that that's maybe now in a virtual state. Um, I think there's actually a lot of opportunity for candidates to stick out in a very profound way than maybe before, whereas most interviewer interviewees are really prepping for the same, the base of the same questions. Now the questions have switched to provide those that are acutely in tune to, you know, the questions or potentially what they're like now to really make a difference. 
and win those jobs. That's well said. I think we're going to leave it right there and learn a lot from you as always. If you want to get in touch with us, keithandcarl.com, Instagram at WorkShorts Podcast, Facebook at WorkShorts. Look us up on our YouTube channel, Keith and Carl. Let's do it again next time. Let's do it. Thumbs up to that mother. <laughs> <laughs>